Jesus really did come. That all of us can have life and have it more abundantly. And I want to talk to you this morning about that abundant life. That joyful life. The holiday seasons are upon us, as you know, and they are to be full of joy. We are to, you know, we go from Thanksgiving to a time of being with family and sharing things, and then we go into a season of being thankful, and then from that we are to roll into the season of giving. And uh, people, for the most part, turn from being self-centered and begin to focus and look at others during this time of year. It's a time whenever we begin to look at how can we fulfill a need, how can we bring about a hope, a desire in someone else. It might be getting mom a purse that she wants but will never buy for herself. It might be getting dad that new gadget, that new mini iPad that can do so much more than his old iPad. Uh, It may be fulfilling the wish list of our children uh, and getting able to see their face light up for the joy of receiving a gift. It is wonderful, isn't it? Some of you need to buy your children something said, it is wonderful to see joy in your children. Amen? And that's wonderful. That's awesome. And so uh, we, we love that. Some, uh, you know, we, but what we have to understand is today, as we have seen here this morning, it isn't all about the gifts. It isn't about us giving or receiving because, you see, those things just last for a little bit of time. They may produce happiness in somebody's life, but for the most part can never produce joy in someone's life. Uh, You see, happiness is something that's that's very uh, fragile because you can be happy in this season and one minute be laughing in the car, singing happy songs, and suddenly somebody cuts you off and happy is gone. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to be real with me today, are you? Amen. Someone, you know, you get get in line for that new iPad mini only to find out they ran out and they're on back order. We have, uh, you know, somebody at the mall takes your parking space and you go all Medea on them. Uh, It can get bad quick, fast, and in a hurry, right? Amen. Happiness is external. Once you get it, You have to work hard to keep it. And something good has to continue to happen for you to stay happy. Amen. There are many things in this world that we live uh, by and, and we try to fulfill that happiness, try to keep that happiness. But it is true that there are so many things that will zap our happiness and even the pursuit of happiness in our lives today. There's a lot to feel down about. There is mortgage crisis. There are people that are losing their homes. Others have lost their jobs. Some uh, have 
dealt with this stormy, uh, unpredictable weather that has brought tragedy and devastation to so many people's lives. We've seen all the prices around us for food and gas and everything else as it accelerates and continues to grow faster and faster out of our ability to purchase or to buy. And then there is the issue of family problems. Our spouse has left you. You found out that your son, your daughter is dealing with addictions in their life. Others are dealing with grief. You see, each and every year during this season of joy, this season of happiness, there is somebody that is dealing with a new empty chair at their table. Someone that is dear and near to them has gone on to be with the Lord. Amen. And now that, that they have to deal and work through all of those emotions that of the lost loved one and how are they going to deal with, how are they going to accomplish, how are they going to walk through this grieving process in their life. And it is a most difficult time for many people. Amen. Speaking of grief, we join our nation today in praying for those 28 lives that were lost this week needlessly in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. There has been three shootings in the past week. The one that has made the news the most is this one of 28 lives that was taken. And I, I, I pray that you hear what I'm saying today and take it in the heart that I say because I don't want you to think that I'm a calloused, cold-hearted pastor today that doesn't feel the pain and the problems that we're dealing with. But I have to ask the question this morning, should it really surprise us? Because in 1962, 50 years ago, we told 37 million children that there was no God and they could not pray to God any longer in school. And you see, I know that this has the potential of being taken the wrong way, but I want you, I want to say it the best that I can today. America has chosen the road that it desires to go down. We have made that choice and we have made that decision. And I want to tell you today, we have chosen a road that is anti-God, anti-Israel, and anti-Christ. And so we have seen this new America that has emerged. Amen. And it is calling for the church to arise. This young man is just the product of a godless society in which we have produced over the last 50 years. This is what you get when you take God out of the school, God out of creation, amen, and tell your children that you come from monkeys, amen. It produces a godless society, amen, and when we see this, we see that because we have told them that for the past 50 years, everything you need is within yourself. You are the man. You are the woman. You don't have to depend on God. You don't have to put a crutch up for it and say, you pray to God. Everything is within you. And so now the balloon payment has come due in America. And these children that we have raised up and told them there 
is no God. There's no need to pray to God. Everything is within you. They have looked within themselves and found no answers and have become bitter, have become angry, have become hostile, and they are acting out of their bitterness and anger because they have no hope. They have no hope. And I want to tell you today that we have to tell this generation that there is still a hope. Amen. The American church has to rise up out of the ashes and realize that if we don't proclaim it, nobody else will. If we don't give them hope, where are they going to find hope? They can't find hope at the crack house. They can't find hope. Amen. In drugs and alcohol. They can't find hope in hopeless relationships. The only hope that there is is in Jesus Christ. And we must rise up in this generation and point them back to Calvary and say, this is your blessed hope. Oh, come on and give him praise this morning. Amen. It's easy to, to try to deal with the circum the issues and not the problem. Amen. They, we, we hear already, uh, our government wanting to say, well, what we're going to do is have gun control. We don't have a gun problem in America. You can take all the guns that you want to and you'll not deal with the issue at hand. In 9-11, when the, the most tragic situation hit America, when over 3,800 people lost their lives, there was not a gun used. They used a box opener. Amen. I want to tell you that it's not about the guns. It is a, a sin problem that we have in America. Amen. And there is a, and there's murder in the heart. You can take away the guns. You can take away the box openers. But how many know when a murder was in Cain's heart, he killed his brother Abel before there ever was anything to kill with? You see, what we're dealing with today is a heart issue. And we've got to understand here this morning that sin will leave you broken. Sin will leave you sorrowful. Sin will leave you bitter. Sin will leave you without hope. And we've got to know today that there is a joy that has come to the earth. Not a joy that is in fulfillment of the flesh, but Jesus Christ is our joy this morning. Can I get a witness here today? In the shadows of the greatest hope that ever came into the earth, Jesus Christ, we're dealing with mankind's sin problems. Amen? Where there's great sorrow, there's great hurt, there's great brokenness and bitterness. Not only in Sandy Hope, uh, Connecticut, but right here, right in West Virginia. There's a woman raising her children alone, not having enough to pay the rent. It breaks her heart that she can't provide for her children. And she becomes angry and bitter and begins to say, blame God for the problem that she is facing. Somewhere there is a man who lost his job and despite everything that he has done to try to make it better, there seemingly hope has evaded him and work is gone and nowhere he can turn to find the hope that he desires. 
Amen. Ask him the question, will it ever change? Will tomorrow be different? Will next week, next month, or even next year? And it's hard to be happy and remain happy in this crazy world. And that's the very reason that Jesus Christ came to the earth. So that you could give us something deeper than happiness. So he could give us something deeper, amen, than just a joy for a moment. But the Bible said joy to the world. The Lord has come. Amen. He brought joy to the earth. Praise God. While happiness is external, joy is internal. Amen. Joy is deeper than happiness. When you don't have anything in your life to be happy about, you can still have joy in your soul. Amen. After 400 years of silence, after 400 years of no patriarch, no priest, no king, and no prophet, after 400 years of silence from God, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Amen. Which shall be to all people. Joy is defined as one of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. He tells us that it is a fruit of the Spirit of God in our lives. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10, he said, Then said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those from whom nothing is prepared. For this is this day is holy to the Lord. Don't do... Uh, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I've come today to give somebody some hope. I've come today to give somebody some joy. You may be in a season of sorrow. You may be dealing with things in your life that you have done your very best with and have come to your end and still there is no answers. But I've come today to tell you what Nehemiah said according to the Lord. He said, don't be full of sorrow. Don't sorrow, but know the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. He comes and he tells us there is good news. What is the good news? There is strength in God's joy. There is strength in God's joy. I don't know what you may be facing today. I don't know what you may be dealing with in your life. Happiness may have failed you. Sorrow may be surrounding you. But I'm here today to tell you that joy can come into your heart and that out of that joy will be the epicenter for your strength. That when you have given up, when you can't make it, how many have ever dealt with something in your life and you didn't know how to do a thing? You felt like giving up and quitting. Amen. But some inner strength came on the inside of you and rose up and said, I know I'm going to make it. I know I can stand. I know that I can overcome this thing. What was that? It was the joy of the Lord on the inside. Hope was gone, but joy remained. And it was that joy that was internal inside of you that became your strength and said, if God be for me, it does 
doesn't matter who is against me. Amen. It is that joy that is inside of you that says no weapon formed against me is going to prosper and every lying tongue will be condemned in the day of judgment. It is that joy of the Lord that will stand up inside of you when everything is falling apart and say I'm going to just stand right here and see the salvation of the Lord in my life. I don't know what you have to deal with today. I don't know what you may be facing today. But this I know. The joy that God brings you is greater than the hell the enemy brings you. Amen. And he will lift you up above your sorrow. He will lift you up above the trouble. Amen. You may not have presents to pass out at your house this year, but if you got joy, you can make it. You may not have a job to provide, sir, for the things that you would love to provide, but if you have joy, you can overcome. Amen. He said in Psalms 30 and verse 1, I will extol you, O Lord, for I have lifted, you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have lifted, uh, kept me alive that I should not go down in to the pit, sing praise to the Lord, all saints of his, and give thanks that remember of his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life, weeping may endure for the night, but but joy comes in the morning. Amen. He said, you have kept me alive. You have brought me from the grave. In other words, he said, I've been down. I've been depressed. I've been overcome. Amen. And he was writing here. David said, I felt like a dead man, but you brought me out of the grave. Hallelujah. You brought me out of that dark place of my life. I don't want you to raise hands, but how many here today have had a dark season of the soul? Amen. When you felt overwhelmed and you didn't know what to do, David said, I've been there and done that, but God has brought me back from the grave. He has raised me up. He has given me a song of praise to him. And then he said, I know that the sorrow may endure a man for the night, but he said, said, my joy is coming in the morning. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody here today, amen, that you may feel as though that you're down and out. You may feel like that you're in that dark place of the soul. You may feel overwhelmed. You may feel inadequate for the task that is before you. But I've come to tell you the words of David that your enemy may endure for the night, but joy is going to come. Praise God. I'm thankful for the conjunction but amen because it attaches itself to what was presently spoken right 
And whenever he puts all of this in there and he says, I've been to the grave, I've been overwhelmed. He said, I've been through trouble. And he said, there's sorrow through the night. Amen. But he said, but that word, but means forget about everything else I just said, because what is coming is greater than what has been. Hallelujah. I don't want to get ahead of myself and preach my New Year's message, but I want to tell you there are greater things ahead. There is a greater thing that is ahead. There is a better thing that is coming. And I'm here this morning to tell somebody that may be in the dark season of your night, but is on the way. Amen. It's come. And when it does come, it is going to revolutionize your life because you see, but brings joy in your life. Forget about the sorrow of yesterday. Forget about the lost job. Forget about the circumstance that made your family act crazy. Forget about the things of the past because now I'm walking into a new season. What is that season? It is a season of joy that the Lord has brought into my life. Amen. Can I tell you this morning, the sky is, skyline is getting brighter. Have you ever been out on an early morning and watched the sun come up? The sun don't just poop, there it is. But you can watch in the horizon, the skyline, as it starts to get lighter and lighter. And soon it begins to overcome the darkness. You see, there is no such thing as a dark switch. There's only such a thing as a light switch. Amen. And when light shows up, darkness has to go. Amen. And I'm here today to tell you that whenever the glory of the Lord rises, darkness has to go. Depression has to go. Overwhelmed feeling and spirits of hopelessness and helplessness has to go. Why? Because he said, arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Hallelujah. I'm here today to tell you that there is a rising of the sun. Amen. And that rising, there is healing in his wings. In the rising of the sun, there is a blessed hope that is coming that is going to cause your darkness to go. Amen. And joy to come come to your life. And I'm thankful today for the but because he said, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. He has brought us joy here today. Nehemiah also said, hitherto you've asked nothing in my name, but asking you shall receive that your joy may be full. Why was Nehemiah concerned about their joy level? Because their joy level, he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's the reason why people are weak and anemic. It's because their joy level's down. And they need to get their joy level up. They need to get full of joy again. I submit to you our problem in the church and in America is not that people are too joyful. Have you been to the mall lately? Glory to God. I submit to you that our problem is that we don't have enough joy. 
praise God. But God has sent his son that we may have joy. Amen. He said that joy comes in your morning. That means that when the time has come, when the appropriate time has come, amen, it doesn't matter if the darkness says I want to stay. It doesn't matter if it says I want to hang around here and mess up the day when the time has come, when morning has come, when it's set on God's time clock. Amen. The sun rises and darkness has to go. And I tell you today that just as sure as the sun rose this morning, it'll rise again tomorrow morning if God tarries. And just as sure as I am of that, I am sure that if you will put your trust and your confidence in him, that darkness will have to flee in your life and joy will come in your morning. Hallelujah. For some it's of you, it's been a bad week. Others, it's been a bad month. Some of you have dealt with a bad year. But make up your mind. You're going to start anew and fill up with joy today. Because today, this morning, joy has come. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of another day without joy. Amen. Pastor Matt, would you come? Don't allow the enemy to take away your peace. Why, Pastor? You don't know what I've been through. I've been through a divorce. But joy has come. I've been to the graveside this year, but joy has come. I've been to the courthouse and pastor, we've lost everything, but joy has come. My family's still acting crazy, but joy, but joy has come. I've told you before over and over again, but the greatest challenge that I have and the thing that I, the, that I work short every day of my life, my life's goal, I guess you would say, isn't what you may think it is. My greatest goal is to die a happy old man. I refuse to allow anybody or anything to steal my joy. Because his joy has come for me. You may be here today and dealing with the circumstances and the situations of life that makes you feel overwhelmed. But I want you to know joy has come. Joy has come. And he's come to bring hope to you today. That your tomorrow will be different than your yesterday. Stand with me this morning. Father, I pray today each and every one that is here 
You know the needs, you know the circumstances, you know the situations of life. You know where everyone is in this place today. We're not here to judge, we're not here to condemn, we're not here to look at ourselves better than someone else. We're here today. God, that joy may be full in our lives. For that one this morning that may not have the joy, may not have the peace, may not know you as Savior and Lord, the ultimate joy for which you have come. I pray today, Father God, that today be the day that joy start in their life. I pray, God, for somebody that's struggling, that loves you with all their heart. Yet today they seem so helpless and hopeless and don't know which way to turn. I pray today be a brand new start in their lives. Father, allow them to experience a new baptism of joy into their lives today to deal with their problems. In Jesus' name I pray. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, you don't have a reason for hope. You don't have a reason for joy. Because the Bible tells us if we have hope only in this life, we're of all people most miserable. In other words, there's no hope if it's just hope in this life. But when you know him, you understand that there's more than just this side. But there is an eternal hope that you can have joy while you're here. Because you know to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. If you don't have that hope today, if you don't have that expectation today, I challenge you today let this day be the day that you turn that around. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Brian, I love God with my whole heart. But you know what? I'm in a dark season. I'm in that place that David was talking about. And I just need the joy. I need a baptism. I need a shot of joy. I need his strength today to help me to make it through. That's the reason we're here today so that your life can be different. We haven't just come together for a religious gathering. We have come together for an encounter with God that our lives will be different today than when we came. So Spirit of the living God, as we pray this morning, I ask you that there be liberty in this place today to respond to your word. Let our lives be changed forever in Jesus' name. If this word is for you, I want you to come today. Our altar team will be coming to minister with you this morning. If you don't want to come alone, as I always encourage, ask somebody to come with you. But don't miss this moment. Allow your life to be changed today for your God's glory in your life today. As they sing, come on this morning.